Good evening, boils and ghouls. We're thrilled you decided to tune into our fabulous 50th episode. We're celebrating two years of fun, and since we're possessed by the Halloween spirit, we thought it'd be fun to host a party. But not just any party. So drop what you're doing and check out our Monster Mash. It's a Graveyard Smash. And this is Wayback Attack. Welcome to Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham, and sitting across the graveyard of destiny is Preston Burt. Preston, are you ready for Samhain? Uh, I am more than ready for Samhain, but I think you got my name wrong. Tonight, it's Frank. Frank. Yes. All right. Well, I guess I'm just ghoulish Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the ghoul of destiny. Uh, no, um, I'm just really in the Halloween spirit. I actually had this get up on for uh, our little community trunk or treat event earlier today so i was like hey we're recording a podcast tonight let's uh (laughs) let's pull the old frankenstein head out and get a good use out of it i thought you were gonna say i just had this costume on just hanging out the house well i mean you know (laughs) right (laughs) so how you been what have you been up to oh i've been great man i've been um i've been busy uh eating some pizza with my friend Mm -hmm. we went and uh had some fun times at at vintage uh styled pizza hut pizza hut classic pizza hut classic <laughs> and made a video about that and um like i said been gearing up for halloween i've got all the decorations out we did our community trunk or treat and um just putting the finishing touches on retrofied which is now out and available retrofied mm-hmm. issue number four yes so you contributed to that mm-hmm. and um i hope people can check that out uh speaking of there is a 100% free article out about the frightening females behind the iconic um, Point Horror youth uh, young adult series. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm only pitching it on this podcast because, one, Retrofied 4 is out. But also, it's the spooky season. If you want to, yes. you know, if you were a fan of those spooky books growing up, it's great to learn about those uh, from the authors themselves. So. And this, this, so the it's out now digitally. It's out now digitally. And you can put in a pre-order, and the print magazine will be shipping in uh, middle of November, probably. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Those magazines are so awesome. I love I love getting mine every month. Well, so thanks, man. Um, what have you been up to? Oh man, I uh, my back is feeling better today, but um, I rearranged uh, the basement. Uh huh. And got, it looks great, by the way. Well, thank you. We um we got a new couch upstairs that has like motorized reclining seats, USB ports on each side, so you can plug your phone in. Uh-huh. Um, and so part of the, part of the deal that Paige and I have always had was, uh, she's wanted a kitten forever. And I said, you can't have a kitten because I don't want it messing up my couch. I got an awesome (laughs) red leather couch and I don't want it messing up the couch. And so one day we were out and we were like, Hey, let's just stop by the store, this furniture store and just see what they got. And she was like, I think I'm gonna buy this couch. And I was like, cool. I, I like it. It's comfortable. Um, because the other couch is not the most comfortable couch to lounge around in. Uh-huh. Uh, it is for one person because it's like one of those L-shaped couches, uh, but it's not very deep, and so you can't just relax. And so these other ones are so comfortable. And then once she did it, she was like, so I can get a cat now, right, because it's my couch. And I was like, I guess so. <laughs> so we got a brand-new kitten who is um, hell on paws. He's just uh, tearing everything up. He's cute as can be, though. Yeah. But, yeah, I heard that you moved that couch down the stairs by yourself. Yep, I moved it down to the basement. All you need is a dolly. That's insane, man. And, you know, the the couch wasn't what hurt my back. It was sliding the pinball machines down three feet so that I had r- extra room for the man. entertainment center that I built. So, You're a beast. Yeah. You're a beast. Um, Well, you know, it looks great down there. You're going to have to have a party soon, I think. Mm-hmm. But for now, we're having a Monster Mash party. And I got to... I got to explain my train of thought for this episode. So yeah. <laughs> um, we were trying to think of like, or oh, what's a good 50th episode to do? Like a, what's a spectacular show we can have? Um, and then I'm like, you know, there's only so many times you can do a Halloween themed episode and it'd be relevant. So right. we mm-hmm. got to take advantage of that. But then I remembered guys that it's the 50th anniversary of the monster serials. And even though I could never find one, they put out a special um, 
Monster Mash edition cereal. Oh, I got one. That's you do? Yeah. Bro. You should have said something. Hook a guy up. I well, didn't know. Oh, well, I ate it all. <laughs> it was delicious. And then I broke down the box and I have it saved um right there. Right oh my gosh. The door, so well, maybe we'll have to add it to the mix later. But yeah, so I, I was able to find the three originals and I've got those here. Um and uh but anyway, on the box, they are the 50th anniversary edition so i was like oh this is perfect we got monster mash it's 50th anniversary and then i also this week received something i bought off of a cereal box collectors group it is not a cereal box (laughs) it is a unused 1993 promo piece a display standee countertop display for the uh doritos and pepsi um, Universal Monsters promotion, which, you know, it it was a great promotion. They were everywhere, all kinds of things. They had the Invisible Man, Frankenstein, Bride of, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, the whole what, no dip, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. But, no dip? Yeah. So, I'm like, let's take advantage of this monster mash concept and talk about some of our favorite monsters. But, mm-hmm. the rule is... You can't talk about the regular monsters. Like, look, Frankenstein, been done. Yeah. Dracula, done. Dead. Ghosts, for the most part, done. We may have some inventive ones here, but who would we invite to our Monster Mash party? What are some great underrated monsters that we'd like to talk about from mm. the past? So thank you for agreeing to <laughs> to my to my plans and giving me an opportunity to show off all this cool stuff. Man, those standees. So I was going to do my friend Matt a solid and buy him the Elvira werewolf standee. Oh, I bet it was like $500. Or oh, no, crazy. dude. It's it's in the tens of thousands. No, it's not. Yes. It is ridiculous. I just finished reading um, Elvira's uh, autobiography. Yeah, how was And it? it's really cool. And she talked about uh, you know some of those promotions with Coors uh-huh. and um, with, with all that stuff. And... Uh, it was some of it's a little dark man she had she had a rough go of it at at times she's the mistress of the dark i know but uh yeah it was a good read if you like if you like elvira if you like autobiographies it's fun fast when was her do you know when her last one was because this is her second autobiography oh is it Uh uh-huh i don't don't know this was called cruelly yours Mm -hmm. elvira yeah i feel like it wasn't too long ago like part of me was like when this one was coming out i was like i feel like she just did one but that could also just be me getting older and feeling like 10 years is not a long time oh yeah you're totally old bro yeah I feel it. <laughs> and my ghoulish bones. Oh, wow. Look, we have a special uh, a special guest sit-in host. I don't have a name for him. I remember uh, <laughs> we call him Nobody. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> do you remember uh, Craig Ferguson had uh, Jeff, the co-host skeleton that was animatronic? It was built by Grant Imahara. Do you remember that sh- that guy? Um, is, is he the guy from The Office? No. <laughs> no. Who who is this? Craig Ferguson, the Scottish, the late late oh, show host. Okay, uh huh. Yes, guy. yes, yes, yes. Oh, anyway, it was fun. So we've got our own little co-host here. He's just going to be joining us, uh, and an excuse who's, to use my skeleton. Who's Daryl from The Office? That's Craig Robinson. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Good. Yes, <laughs> I got a name right. Victory. Just the wrong body. All right. So, um, uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, but also want to promote, um. A video we made. Mm-hmm. Speaking of parties, what goes good with parties? Pizza. Yes. So we're mixing things up with our 50th episode. We've been doing this for two years now. Gosh, time flies. It does. It? it does. And we're going to be changing some things that we do. And one of those things is that we're going to be trying to make some adventure videos and sharing those on YouTube. So in addition to just the regular podcast that we have, the video edition that you may be watching or the audio edition that you may be listening to right now, we're going to be doing some exclusive video content on our YouTube channel, and the first of which is our trip to visit uh, Pizza Hut Classic. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't want to spoil anything, but Brian, real quick, what's over the top view? It's exactly what you remember, right? Yeah. Uh, just newer TVs, mm-hmm. no arcade games. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm never going to let it live down. Yep. And no take. It's the one that we went to did not have the takeout winner take takeout window next to where the arcade games were. Right. So. Right. But it was funny. I posted just a picture uh, on social media of uh, the tablecloth, the little holder with the 
Parmesan and mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you could see the the plastic red cup. And I just said, where am I? And I'm serious. Like within within a minute, I had three people mm -hmm. saying, Pizza Hut. Uh, did you time travel? <laughs> All that stuff. It was great. So we got some good video of that. Check that out on our YouTube channel and um, look for more fun in the future. But for now, let's get on with our monster mash. There is a passageway to the most evil place you can imagine. Wow. A gate behind which the demons walk to take back what was once theirs. I mean, you guys were serious about that demon stuff? Pray, it's not too late. A gate rated PG-13, now playing at a theater near you. So I don't know if uh, you've recognized that right off the top. It's it's a favorite of some. For others, it's completely missed their uh, radar. But I put down here as my first pick for Monster Mash, the demons from The Gate. Oh, my God, dude. The Gate is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I remember specifically I was in second grade when I watched it. And I watched it at one of my friend's houses that lived on my on my street, and it terrified me. It was so good. And I think it was it – it may, it may have been two Halloweens ago. It may have been last year. But my kids wanted to watch scary movies, and so The Gate was actually one of the ones that me and my oldest daughter watched after I made them watch Nightmare on Elm Street, and my youngest daughter did not want to watch scary movies anymore. So <laughs> I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> it's crazy that I actually – this one missed my – this one missed my radar growing up. I didn't watch it. Um, I guess it didn't get good reviews. And so when I started watching scary movies like Friday the 13th and uh, wait, yeah, Friday the 13th and Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street. I want to say Nightmare Before Christmas so bad. My brain is not working tonight. Tim Burton's ruined it all. I know. Uh, when I got into the slashers and those classic you know, franchises, I, I didn't see this one. But um, when the Vestron video Blu-rays came out from Lionsgate a few years, mm -hmm. a few years ago. I got sent um, a copy of The Gate to watch, and it was great. Yeah. And the reason I brought it up tonight is because I actually showed it to my kids for the first time oh, nice. this week. What we were think? looking for a spooky movie to watch on a Saturday night, and we, we watched The Gate. And it was funny. We kind of had our own little MST3K uh -huh. moments. Uh it was not just sitting there staring at the screen wrapped with attention and fear and fright. No, it was comments and laughs and it's great. So Stephen Dorff at his finest. <laughs> he did. He was at his finest. He was what? 12, 13, yeah, something, like, something that. like that. All right. So very quick synopsis. Uh, it's a favorite of yours. Brian, why don't you give a quick synopsis of the movie? Sure. And I can fill it out if you need me to for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. All right. Well, Stephen Dorff is this, everyday regular kid right and his uh he has a, he has a best friend who um I don't, does his mom die no no she just they left. the the parents went on like vacation no no, no his friend his friend's mom oh yes yeah so she died and he went to like a dark place and started listening to metal and stuff yeah right? and so he has a real bad attitude the and gateway he's, to the devil yep and so <laughs> then the um the kid's really into model rockets and so he shoots off a model rocket. He's been building this one forever. Um, and then uh, the parents go on vacation. The dog dies. They bury the dog in this like where this media where they found this geode in the backyard because a tree collapsed. Yeah, in the very first of the movie, and he had this dream. And I, I'm <laughs> what was so, it with the trees in the eighties in I horror movies? So, so the reason I had Brian explain <laughs> this is because this movie is all over the place. I tried to like type up a little synopsis of the movie. Go read it on Wikipedia if you have it. It's crazy. It's insane. But <laughs> so this kid's backyard opens up a portal to hell. All right. That's what you need to know. And in it are these little demons that are about two feet tall. But they are able to morph into different things. They're able to combine with mm -hmm. one another. And they're they're puppets. But then they also work with um, claymation. With claymation. Mm -hmm. And so they're really cool. One of the best scenes in the movie, I forget if it was in the, the trailer or not, is a full figure mm -hmm. falls flat. Boof, and then right when it hits the ground, it 
it dispels into all of these little demons. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of cute. Oh, dude, they're the they're best. They're ugly. But they're cute. They're there's somebody who they're sold out now, but there's like this random webpage I found where someone made life size models of them and they're only like two hundred bucks. And I was always like, Oh, I can't I'm gonna buy it like when I when I have some money, so like when I get paid Friday or whatever, I'm gonna buy this. And then something that I don't need and so I don't think about and then like I come up with other things like, Oh, I could get this for the show or I need this, you know, or whatever. But now they're sold out. I'm never gonna get them. So that bums me out, but they are, they're like, they are so iconic. They're, they're one of the iconic monsters of the eighties. Well, I wanted to invite these guys to my monster mash party because I thought, you know, one it's bang for your buck because you don't just get one. You mm -hmm. always get a little, a, a crew of minions mm -hmm. and they're cute and they're tiny. They're and they could be so helpful and like, you know, help serve hors d'oeuvres. They could go around and mm -hmm. just entertain everybody. <laughs> and then when they want to, you know, they can just form up into one person or one entity and, you know, hold a conversation or something. So, sure. You know, versatility. This is my versatility crew with the demons from the gate. Uh, I forgot to mention this movie came out in 1987. It uh, was shot on a $6 million budget and made $13.5 million gross. So pretty good. They actually made a sequel, which I still haven't seen, but I do have the Blu-ray. Oh, nice. I've never seen the sequel. Oh, it picks up with the uh, the Hard Rock Kid, his friend, Lewis. Mm -hmm. No, whatever his friend's name is. Anyway. Sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, I do want to say also, uh, somebody, uh, my friend Matt that I was talking about earlier, he sent me a link to this guy, Justin Ishmael, uh, justinishmael.com. He's selling officially licensed three-inch minifigures of the demons right Very now. Very cool. So if they're still in stock, they, they look super cool. I'll, I'll show a picture of one if you want to see what they look like. But the um, but yeah, these uh, these these demons, that way you can have a have one for your house, even though they're, they're too small to be life-size. But. <laughs> Um, but I will go and mention what Brian did with, with his kids and with mine is that this is a really good entry uh, as a gateway into horror movies. Um, it's rated PG-13. There are a couple of there are a couple of words, I think. Um, one of them is, you know, the F slur uh, mm. that's no longer in vogue and rightfully so. So uh, just be aware of that. But mostly it's just kind of like rated that for extreme scenes of horror of like you know like there was like a zombie figure there's a dead dog i mean stuff like that there's so, a giant demon an eyeball in the hand yeah 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 <laughs> so you know but <laughs> all that said if kids are looking to get into if you're looking to get your kids into horror movies this is a good first step because honestly when you watch it now it's kind of hokey so mm -hmm. but it's all in great fun all right that's my entry for the monster mash with demon monsters oh <sighs> What do you got, Brian? All right. Uh, so my next person is not quite as cute and lovable as the other ones. It, you could just say it's a fluke. So that is Fluke Man. Oh my gosh, Preston, are you familiar with this episode of the X Files? Dude, no. I know the X Files. I've seen some X Files. I was not a devotee, mm -hmm. and um, I, I mean, I know the Smoking Man. Yeah, I don't know Fluke Man. Dude, Fluke Man was awesome. So, like, you know, I when I was younger, I watched a lot of X Files. I. I don't have it over here. I have like one of those X Files VHS tapes that has like like one of the official ones that uh -huh. has like two or three episodes on. But um, one of the only like main villains that I recall, aside from the whole alien thing with Mulder, is Fluke Man. He was like one of the best monsters for the show, and um, basically uh, he's this like all white, like gross slimy guy that like lives in the sewers. He's got this big round red mouth oh. with like these like teeth and Oh, um, I think I've seen a picture of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, he he is he burns an image into your head, that's for sure. So, um basically he was oh, a I do know who you're talking about. Genetic now. mutant. I think the Russians had something to do with um 
with mutating a human and uh, the DNA of different uh, roundworms and that kind of thing. And he was killing people in New Jersey and wound up washing ashore in Martha's Vineyard. And and that's how that's how they found Fluke Man. Oh my gosh, he looks like a really good um, like Fluke Man looks like somebody that would be part of a local urban legend, like like a mm-hmm. Mothman sure. or. Or I can't even think right now, but you know, like that level of creep. Yeah. And the, the thing, the cool thing about it too, is like, you know, he was, he, he, while yes, he was still gross. It could be an urban legend thing because he still has the shape of a man. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it would be easy to be like, Oh, here comes the fluke man, you know, and it'd be easy to be scared. Oh, he kind of looks like that guy that got uh, dipped in the acid at RoboCop as he's uh-huh. you know walking by. <laughs> <laughs> Before he gets exploded by the car. Yeah, or help me, I think is what he's not killing me. So um what he would do to people is he would bite them and shoot like a um like a flatworm into them when he bit them. <laughs> oh, and no. then the larva would like grow inside of them. Ugh. Um what and a, then yeah. What, was he in uh only one episode of X Files or was he multiple? Uh so he is only in I think one episode. He was in a comic book um because they they did a comic series. Mm-hmm. He was also in that and then in like the the Blu-rays or whatever for that there's uh for X-Files there's like a special thing where they where they specifically talk about Fluke Man and how um oh god what was his name that made that show Chris um you know that made X-Files Chris Car- it's not Carpenter it's Chris somebody anyways Anyways, he specifically talked about him. I'm just so bad with names. I feel so bad about it. Uh, So, you know, Brad Pitt has a thing with faces. Uh, He doesn't remember people's faces. I know. So I'm like that with names. I I just can't remember people's names. So um, Toby Landala is the makeup and special effects artist that created the Fluke Man costume. Um, And it's just an amazing costume. And I'm so happy that it is a part of the X-Files canon. He first appeared in season two, episode two of X-Files, and that episode is called The Host. So, uh, You know the movie Pulp Fiction? Yes. You know they have the gimp? Uh-huh. The fluke, fluke man looks like what I think the gimp <laughs> looks like without his leather his leather garb. Well, once you unzip the, the mouth zipper, <laughs> it's just the red circle comes out of it. Yikes, <laughs> he's just like He's like... <laughs> All right, uh, I d- this wasn't prepped beforehand, so well, I'm going to talk after I s- ask you this question. But uh-huh. all right, so Fluke Man, I wouldn't invite him to a party, but he's coming anyway, so yes. he's got to bring a side. What's uh-huh. what, what is Fluke Man going to be bringing? Uh, you think of that while I tell you, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> while I tell you that um, I'll have to dig through my VHS tapes because you know I got a ton. You saw I, not just from uh, my local my recent hookup. But, uh-huh. I have boxes and boxes of VHS tapes and a lot of them. I got probably a whole box of X-Files VHS tapes nice. recorded from TV with the commercial. So I'll be on the lookout for Fluke Man. Um, what's he bringing? He is bringing some chips and ranch dip because he's not the most graceful monster. Uh-huh. And so I could easily see his like fingers and stuff sliding into the ranch dip. But because he's white, you wouldn't be able to tell when he pulled his hand away. And so it wouldn't cause that big of a faux pas. You know? What oh, I'm yeah, yeah. He worries about appearances. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Good, yeah. Call. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> All right. Well, if I saw Fluke Man, I have to admit that I would probably scream, just like my next bit. So if you were a kid growing up in the 90s, undoubtedly you watched Nickelodeon, and, and there is no doubt in my mind that you have at least seen Ah uh, Real Monsters. So this is, of course, a show came out in 1994. It was the fifth Nicktoon that uh, was was created, and it was created by the same folks that made Rugrats. Mm-hmm. So they got a green light for this show after Rugrats was like the top show for kids and their demographic um and 
I'm kind of cheating here because, well, I cheated last time because I had the demons, which is more than one. There's, you know, more than, well, there's three monsters here and I can't pick a favorite and they work together as a team. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you got Ickus, Ablina, and Crum, and they all, uh, attended, uh, a monster academy of sorts to be able to learn how to, to scare humans and so that the monsters can, uh, continue to be believed in and continue to exist. So... Did you watch the show growing up? You know, I didn't really watch a lot. It's, it's weird because I was really into Rugrats. And, you know, you, you talk about how it was made by the same people that made the Rugrats show. And it makes sense. And kind of what these seri- these both these series did was kind of create a look and feel to Nicktoons, mm-hmm. right? Because sa- it was similar art style and that kind of thing. It was, but this was definitely Darker. grim and grittier mm-hmm. yep. and kind of more, not abstract, but just like, it definitely had its own vibe. Yeah, I I did play the Super Nintendo game. Oh, so a must. Yes, a must. Uh, I forgot to mention it's also the same group made Wild Thornberry. So yes. if you can think mm-hmm. of that art style, Rugrats art style, but just like darker and creepier, you get Ah Real Monsters. And I should be specific, Ah Real Monsters. It's three A's, two H's, three exclamation points. It's an exact Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um. The. Uh... What do you think it was about um, about this show mm-hmm. that totally inspired and Pixar completely ripped off for Monsters, Inc.? I know. I'm so <laughs> glad you mentioned it. It's 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 weird how close it is mm-hmm. um, because these monsters, they're training to scare. They have tasks they have to do. Mm-hmm. They have to work as a team. Um, and then they go into the real world. And in this case, the real world is New York. They actually, their academy is under a trash dump mm-hmm. in Staten Island. And then they go to New York to, to scare people. And yeah, I, I don't know what, all I can say, when did Monsters, Inc. come out? It was, I don't know, it had to be like... Late 90s? Yeah. And and so here's here's also part of it. I wonder if it had to do with like some kind of management shifting at Pixar because Cars I feel was the next movie after Monsters Inc. and Cars is a ripoff from Doc Hollywood. Mm. And so like I wonder if like because man like maybe like the that team was shifting around they yeah. were just like looking for ideas other places. Yeah, but it's weird. Like the Doc Hollywood ripoff to Cars, I can get that. Mm-hmm. But ripping off a cartoon. With about monsters, monsters with another one <laughs> to, to do a cartoon about monsters is pretty crazy but yeah i don't know maybe the maybe they were in development f- for years ahead of time but i don't know the timing looks suspect guys it was a, a four season show went from 1994 to 1997 and there were 52 episodes but um all right so we got the three monsters you got ickus mm-hmm. he's a little red guy that looks like a rabbit because it's a little homage to the fact that the voice actor was the same voice actor for um uh oh what's not Babs Bunny but the other bunny Buster from, Buster Bunny from Tiny Toon Adventures mm-hmm. same voice actor um and then you got Oblina she's the black and white shapeshifter that also likes to turn her insides out mm-hmm. scare people and then you got Crumb who is the big guy with his eyeballs in his hands and his armpits mm-hmm. just f- flailing out for everybody to see um, and he he could throw his eyeballs. Yes. But his ultimate power was just he stinks really bad. Yeah. So he was my favorite. Hey, I was about to ask, did you have a favorite? Yeah. He was the best. Yeah. I I, I identified more with Ickus because he was so scared mm-hmm. and timid and didn't know what to do. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Crumb's great. Mm-hmm. So if you had to pick one, I think I would go with Crumb because he seems more like. The frat boy party guy, mm-hmm. you know, you need like a Chris Farley type character. And while he's not that personality, I think that he could probably like, you know, do some do some party tricks. Yeah. And, and have fun. The only downside is he'd stink it up. Yeah. Maybe you could spray him down some mm-hmm. <laughs> with some air freshener. I mean, I guess some of these people are demons and people live Look, in sewers. So this party is going to be lit. Yeah. OK. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention their their toenails are currency mm-hmm. in their in their world. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I had to add that. Anyway, that's my pick. Um, let me know if you guys like Ah Real Monsters. I definitely want to check out that series again. It's so good. Yeah, I'll have to check it out because um, I just I never sat down and like watched a ton of episodes of it. So it'll be something good to like maybe watch with my kids around around this time of year. So 
Yeah. Well, I heard that it was marketed from anywhere as young as two to eleven, but that doesn't make sense because it's a little bit scary. I mean, it's there are some moments of of fright, um, and it was a smarter show, mm-hmm. so it kind of appealed to me as a fourteen year old. <laughs> uh, rather than a two to eleven year old, but I liked it. Check out the big brains on Preston. Look at this brain. <laughs> it, I gotta have a big head to hold this big brain. Anyway, all right, your pick. All right, well, um, I have nothing clever to segue between that. So check this out. From a world of fear and darkness comes a creature so monstrous, no one dares speak its name. monster on this list that the misfits did a song about <laughs> yes sir pumpkin head coming to a graveyard near you so preston are you a fan of the pumpkin head uh it pains me to say this brian i have never seen pumpkin head oh my god i know of the pumpkin head mm-hmm. but i've never seen the movie pumpkin head oh dude it is so good it tells the tale of um bishop from aliens what's his name uh what Bishop, the android from Aliens. Oh, the actor's name? Lance Henriksen. Yes, Lance Henriksen and his son go, they live out in the middle of nowhere. They go to the corner, the general store. They Uh, buy a pumpkin. No. Oh. I think they're getting supplies for the farm or something. And these crazy teenage kids come rolling up on their car and they wind up killing his son. They run him over. Ooh. And they're out of towners, of course. (laughs) And uh, he's so distraught that he goes to this like witch in the woods. Now, listen, it's been a very long time since I've seen this film. So a lot of these details could be incorrect. Brian recaps are the best. <laughs> uh, so he goes to this witch and he says, can you bring my son back? And she's like, there's only one way to do it. You have to call the pumpkin head. And so basically um, he calls the pumpkin head forth, the pumpkin head. He marks all the, the kids as the targets of pumpkin head and pumpkin head has to go kill. He's a demon that comes from hell and he has to kill the things. I think the son comes back, but then Lance Hendrickson feels bad because it's obviously not his son. And he ha- he then has to put a stop to pumpkin head himself. It's an amazing movie. So his son comes back. He looks like fluke man. Yeah, he's uh-huh. like, this is not what I signed yeah. up for. <laughs> he's like, you're he not my boy. He plants the pumpkin seeds. <laughs> And then the demon goes back to hell. Yeah, no. The uh. only way to stop Pumpkinhead <laughs> is to kill the person that called him forward. So I love the Pumpkinhead So movie. Lance Henriksen had to die? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't Spoilers. Know. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, are there sequels to this movie? There are four sequels. What? Or three sequels. Um, but So I, I, that's what I was going to say is I love the Pumpkinhead movie. I had no clue there were sequels to this movie. And the sequels kind of change the uh the the story of pumpkin had a little bit gave him different powers sometimes um but basically uh you had pumpkin head and then three different sequels pumpkin head two blood wings pumpkin head ashes to ashes and pumpkin head blood feud um the first pumpkin head movie was actually the de- directorial debut of stan winston oh wow. uh, who also created the creature pumpkin head mm-hmm. so of course he created like one of the best creatures for his own movie that's um, so cool but yeah the uh Pumpkinhead, like kind of like the whole thing with it is. So how does he kill people? He just like just, just rips them, them apart. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's claws to death. Yeah. He's just a demon. Okay. Um. But yeah, like you have to like, I. So the the way to get rid of him is you have to kill the person that conjured him, right? Um. But if you survive, Pumpkinhead, the next time he gets summoned, Pumpkinhead picks up where he left off and still comes for you. Oh, so man. he he doesn't he doesn't like say oh I'm now doing good. Your yeah he's like I gotta finish this job before I start yours and so Pumpkinhead is is forever working so wouldn't you be mad if you like summoned him but then he had to go kill like fifty other dudes who all successfully mm-hmm. beat him in his own game you're like waiting on him you're like come on and kill my people what are you doing <laughs> and see by then you'd be you would probably die from old age which would then kill Pumpkinhead oh so, wow yeah got found the loophole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dude uh man pumpkin i think you know it's not a huge movie right it wasn't 
I mean, it was it, it was pretty popular. I think it's it definitely has a cult status. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, think, they made figures. They made a McFarlane figure. Yeah, on. and and there's no like denying like the character design for for Pumpkinhead is amazing. And so I want to know the conversation that went around with like what should we call him? He I don't know. He kind of looks like a pumpkin. Pumpkinhead. You know, I, that's probably like the writer's fault. Uh-huh. I bet the writer came up with a different design, and Stan Winston went, "No, nah, I don't think so. I think I'm just gonna make this thing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wonder if Pumpkinhead was more like a, uh, like a, you know, a scarecrow type. I bet I, I could thing. see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and St- Winston was like, "Nat for my movie." Yeah. The the writer probably wanted something like a Sleepy Hollow, right. Horseman thing. So, which is another movie my family watched this past weekend with my kids. Great, great intro to horror for the kids. Yeah, I I, I know that Tim. Burton loved uh, shooting Johnny Depp in the face with blood as much as he could in that movie. Like in the special features for the DVD, like there's like a, like a, I guess for the special features part, there's someone recording it. And like when he's like hacking at the tree, like Tim, Tim Burton is the one with like the blood thing, just like squirting oh, yeah, him in the I face. That yeah, That's so. so cool. That's so cool. All right. So which of the sequels should, is the better of the sequels? I don't, I haven't seen any of them. What? But I'm going to say that I'm sure none of them compare to the first movie. Oh, I'm sure. But if I had to choose, I'm going to go with Blood Feud. That sounds like a really good Blood Feud. That was the last one. So Blood Feud actually introduced the thing where uh, Pumpkinhead got bigger physically um, that and stronger. Do you even lift, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pumpkinhead. I mean, he's, he looks pretty small except for his legs. But um, but yeah, he. Uh, as he killed, the more things he killed, he got bigger. And then, like as you hurt the conjurer, he would get smaller. So, I don't know. That's a neat. That's a neat thing. But that's not how it worked in any of the other movies. They were really stretching for it. So, <laughs> hey, uh, it, an undersung classic from what I, from all accounts. Yeah, I um, I love it. I think you should watch it. It's not on the Plex server, but I can I can upload it to it. So that way you can check it out. I gotta check that out, man. I'm all about. It, it's an '80s movie. Yep. I'm all about some 80s horror. Of course, Lance Hendrickson in his prime. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, uh, speaking of something that can get small, Uh but then also can get big, Uh um, is my next pick. They like to hide. They like to run. They like to play. But most of all... They like to eat. Dad's all torn up and Mom's got like a hardcore thing in her neck and they're getting bigger. Critters, they bite. Rated PG-13. Critters, now showing at a theater near you. All right. Family-friendly horror is the theme for me tonight. (laughs) And that is Critters, of course. Critters, which is a 1986 movie. Um, and it was the directorial debut of someone you probably don't know the name of, mm-hmm. um, Stephen Herrick. Okay. But this guy directed um, Mighty Ducks. He directed Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, um, Mr. Holland's Opus, a bunch of great movies. But his first movie was Critters on a $3 million budget. It earned $13 million. And the movie he made after that, what gave him the green light? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And I know you love that movie. I love that movie. I will have to be the person to say this time that this is a movie I have never seen. Oh, wow. I, I, I remember like always looking at it in the movie rental store, and there was just something about it. I just, like that and Ghoulies, like were two movies that I was like, God, these look so cool, but I just never, never rented for some reason. All right. So, you know, we're talking monsters here. Mm-hmm. But Ghoulies, sorry, <laughs> Critters, <laughs> that's my pick. Critters, thank you, are actually not monsters. They're aliens. Okay. Okay. So Aliens can be monsters, though. Okay. All right. Well, the uh, these dangerous aliens, they're known as Krites uh, with a K, and they were in a space prison, mm-hmm. and they're being transported to a different space prison, mm-hmm. but they escape and they come to Earth. So, like, so. like Stitch. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> There's man, there's some similarities there. Disney's ripping everybody oh my off. Gosh. I don't believe it. Um, and some bounty hunters go back, go and try to find them and 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 squash them, but not before they wreak some havoc on the good people of Earth. Um, this movie stars D. Wallace of E.T. fame, mm-hmm. Emmett Bush, 
uh, well, I might have messed that one up. And Scott Grimes. Um, Scott Grimes has been in a lot of things like Band of Brothers and stuff. Redheaded mm-hmm. guy. Uh, he's in the Orville now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this was his first movie as a little kid. And it's great, man. It's these little creatures with lots of fur, cute little faces, but really, really, really sharp teeth. You, lots of sharp teeth. You know what's interesting is since this guy also directed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the critters – Kind of they look do like kind of look like Station. Yeah, Station from Bogus Journey. You're right. So, man, I did. I wouldn't have made that connection. Look at that. Um, you be the judge, dear viewer <laughs> and listener. Um, anyway, so this is a great movie, and the critters are really, really, really cute. Um, even though they're murderous and they like to eat things, um, even sticks of dynamite, which ex- make them explode. They're kind of, they're they're kind of cute. Like I said, um. And that's because they are made by the Kyoto Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, who you guys might know from like Killer Clowns from Outer Space and mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. Um, and I got to go see the, the the Kyoto Brothers at Dragon Con a couple of years ago, and they talked all about the Critter stuff. Oh, that's cool. It was really cool. I wish I could remember a lot of very cool <laughs> stories. But um, one thing I'll say is that so these were all little puppets, and they had uh, they all did little different things here and there, had maybe a little bit of identifiers like Gremlins, but they were not. This movie was not inspired by Gremlins. It was mm-hmm. written before that, apparently. But anyway, one of the things they did mention is that like none of the critters have survived because they were all made of like foam latex rubber. Yeah. And that stuff just deteriorates. Yeah. So I don't think they have any original critters left, even though they made for this movie they made several, but for Critters Two, which was the direct to uh, it was the the last movie they did in theaters. Mm-hmm. It had a theatrical release. Critters Two, they formed together to form a giant sphere mm-hmm. of critters that would roll down and just like decimate anybody they ran over. Yeah, I think that was on the cover of the box. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And the Kyoto Brothers, they that metal sphere is still just like out in the desert somewhere. Huh. All the things are off of it, but the sphere just it lives. Man, so many of those cool creatures from that time are just lost to time because you know, for the longest I wanted a I wanted an actual gremlin prop, but that's the same thing with them. Like mm-hmm. the foam rubber just doesn't last. And so like they just all melt apart and that kind of thing. Right. So. Well, even, even stronger quality rubber, like, um, Boglins, mm-hmm. those all start right. to disintegrate. They just, you know, the, whatever they're made of starts to just go back to its original form, which is like petroleum. So yeah. done for, but, um, this one, if you like this one, like I said, it's a little rougher than, um, than the gate probably but uh they're they're honestly they're kind of cute and it's pretty tame as far as a horror movie goes and if you like it there are three other ones there's critters one through four um that were the original series and then in 2019 there was both a movie and a tv show and i can't remember which is which but critters attack and then critters a new binge i think that was the tv show uh, and i think both of those are on shutter so if you like that kind of stuff, there the more the merrier. That's cool. I um I'll have to check it out. Like, do you know if I guess so the new binge is just kind of like a reboot type of deal? Like it's different critters in modern day, maybe? I have not seen. Okay. So probably. So I guess I I guess I could start with that and see if I like no, it. No, you oh. can't start with the newest one. <laughs> Ryan, you, uh, all right, I'll allow you to skip. Okay. You gotta watch the original. Okay. Then you can watch whatever you want. Okay. I'll allow it. All right. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to invite the critters to my Monster Mash party because they seem like, you know, they're really, really, really hungry and they're low to the ground. So if people are eating and, you know, they drop a chip or something, the critters are there to get them. You know, you don't have to worry about a vacuum cleaner after the fact. You're bringing a lot of tiny people to this party. Look, they're they're (laughs) Everybody deserves to have fun. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> well, um, you know, it's cool that, that the Critters were made by the Kyoto Brothers because um, my next pick was also created by the Kyoto Brothers. <laughs> Some night, huh? On this very night, ten years ago, along the same stretch of road, in a dense fog just like this, I saw the worst accident I ever seen. There was this sound, like a garbage truck dropped off the Empire State Building. 
You know her. You love her. That's Large Marge, baby. Oh, my gosh. Tell them Large Marge sent you. Uh, the, you know, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. As a child, I was the biggest Pee-wee Herman fan. And I would do the dance and impersonations. On my sixth birthday, uh, my ex-stepdad says, Brian, do 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 the voice, and I do Pee-wee Herman. I used to be able to do an amazing Pee-wee Herman before my voice changed. Mine wasn't very good. Mine was spot on. <laughs> but, um, you know, gosh, man, that movie was amazing, and that scene gave so many people nightmares. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we've talked about it before, but it was such... <laughs> It was such a hard shift yes. from the rest of the movie. It was uh-huh. so unexpected. And I mean, you know, it's it's claymation, but uh-huh. the transformation was unlike anything you were <laughs> ever expecting to happen. It was just frightening. Yes. I used to be scared to watch that on video. Like I knew it was coming and I'd be scared to watch that. Yeah. So basically, if you haven't seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure, what are you doing? <laughs> For uh, real? <laughs> Stop watching us and go watch that. His uh Pee-wee's uh, favorite bicycle goes missing, and he goes on a uh, cross-country adventure to find it and get it back. And along the way, he gets a ride from a truck driver who is named Large Marge, and she tells him this ghost story uh, that winds up uh, being her how she died. And then um, she makes this terrifying face. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, there's really not much more to it other than that. <laughs> but, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for the six-part documentary series about Large Marge. You know, it was – it was. I, I can't um, – I don't think I have her name. It, it was a role that Large Marge, the lady that played her, uh, you know, she was remembered for, for that role. She was a big actress, and she was in tons of stuff, but everyone remembered her for the Large Marge role because of how memorable that scene was. And so – um, I'm know. looking up her name right now to give her to give her her justice. Uh, so let's see, Large Marge. Uh, okay, not doesn't say here. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, of course, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was Tim Burton's directorial debut, right? Well, for a movie, because uh, he had done some other stuff with Disney before that. But um, you know, Alice Nunn, I found it. There you go, Large Alice Marge, Nunn. Alice Nunn. And um, you know, it was the first time. Tim Burton worked with Danny Elfman and they created a masterpiece. And I want to say that this, that scene is probably one of the most memorable scenes in that entire movie. Totally. Totally. And, you know, keeping him in my theme of monster mash, inviting her to a party. I love that she's a truck driver Mm -hmm. because that means that she could be on her way home from her route, maybe delivering some bud. Mm hmm. Maybe some Coors, okay. maybe some Frito Lay, <laughs> maybe some Pepsi. You never know. You don't know what's large margin. What is she hauling this these days? But whatever you know, it's a little bit can fall off the truck. Yeah. She brings some good munchies. Well, I figured that we could be riding in the in the trailer for the party. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> like just her tearing around town. And... I don't know. She's been known to have a crash here and there, yeah. so maybe well, not the safest option. Uh, you know what? I'm sure that the crew in our party can handle a little crash. So. <laughs> All well, right. I guess that's it for for Large Mars. There's not really much to say about her, but <laughs> hey, short and sweet. Yep. Hopefully, just like this episode. Yeah, I know. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe that's the end. <laughs> oh wow, we did it. All right. Well, this lends itself. If you guys like this one, it lends itself to maybe a sequel down the road, just mm-hmm. like a lot of the movies we talked about here tonight. Yeah. Are there any monsters that should have been invited to our Monster Mash party? What should we What should we be on the lookout for? And um. We'll, we'll maybe do this one next year as well. But, yeah, I are you having a Halloween party? Any sort of get-together, anything? I'm not having uh, – well, I haven't planned one yet. Who knows? I You know, I like to do Mix things it up. for the moment. And so <laughs> maybe I will be having a party. <laughs> so. Well, you're dressed for one. Yeah. I mean, you're dressed for the occasion. I mean, we only got, like, what, four days. So. Hey, you can turn it around. <laughs> Call Large Marge. Maybe she'll bring up some, yeah. some party gear. She can just roll up, uh, you know, with, with, with the whole crew, so – yeah, well, we hope that you, whatever you're doing on Halloween, is fun and safe, and um, we appreciate you checking out our special spooktacular 50th episode, and um, we look to offer some more. Uh, but we are changing up things. Brian and I, we're only going to be doing one regular show a month. Yep. Um, we're going to be mixing it up with that video content and doing other fun things, but 
Um, we've been going hard for 50 episodes and just going to take it a little easier on the show front, but still doing some fun things. But we really appreciate you listening and watching um, for all these 50 episodes. And thanks for being a, uh, a fan of the show yeah and and actually in reality you you get more content out of us because instead of doing two hour long shows a month uh now we'll be doing the one hour long show ish and then also you know ad- adventure videos and um you know just different deep dives onto different things but you know just in shorter form than what than what yeah. the show is yeah. so um and if you like what we do please uh please do share it around tell your friends um word of mouth is the biggest thing for our show and for our podcast and then just it's easy to share a link on youtube of youtube on your social media or wherever you can Mm -hmm. we really appreciate it yeah uh so preston where can people find you on the internet (gasps) people can find me at squared stiff on twitter and on instagram they can find the show at wayback underscore attack on twitter as well Brian, where can they find you? You can find me at B.E. Grantham on Twitter.com. <laughs> and uh, you can email the show at waybackattackshow at gmail.com. Perfect. It's, uh, it's di- we're, you know, we're doing the show different now than we were doing before. And normally I have it on the screen to where I can read the email address. So I haven't remembered off the top of my head on the fly like that was exciting. Wow. <laughs> so. N- a new sensation <laughs> for a new era. Yeah. So thanks for making it great for two years. We look forward to more. Yep. Hey, we'll see you soon.